partisan, the Knight of Rainsboro, the city's greatest hero, is dead. But evildoers continue eternal. Citizens fear they now live in a world without heroes. But heroes emerge from the shadow of a champion's fall to take up their rightful place as the Knights of Rainsboro. Paul is Hair Trigger. Tim is the Coyote. Wayne is the Rambling Ricochet. Andrew is the Necropath. Last time. We talked we about Billy And I discovered gold based technology in Big King's head. And with that conclusive evidence, we started to move in on uh, the uh, the alchemist. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah, and, and uh, good old good old hair trigger got a piece of evidence that the alchemist was hiding about maybe some kind of hidden partisan diary. That's right. And a and, whole hidden computer language that she has to decode. And Pocket Square Man asked out uh, heart-shaped ass. Oh, yeah. That was hot. That might have happened. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it it, oh, and I believe she said yes. Uh, did I actually say yes, or did I say I'll call you? Uh, I, I, be- something, I believe I, she said most certainly. Yeah, I, I believe you said yes. I think the, I think the exact wording was yes, but I, I don't know how long it's going to take to look up these serial numbers. That's true. I did so say that. You did. You did leave yourself an out. All right. But Betty Betty wouldn't break the coyote's heart, man. He you know he's like he's like Booth from Bones. He he acts all tough and macho, but he's got a heart of gold on the inside. That's true. Don't fucking reference Bones on my podcast. <laughs> you don't like Bones? <laughs> Seriously? Paul's got Bones issues. He's anti David Boreanaz. So you don't like Angel either, fucker. No, I love Angel. Well, then how can you be anti-David Boreanaz if you love Angel? I'm not. Aaron just said that to start some shit. <laughs> All right, let's get this shit on now, you hater. <laughs> so that's what happened last time on Nights of Rainsboro. Okay. I, sh- I have a question about the timeline real quick. Yes, sir. We changed the concert to be on Friday night, right? Correct. And it was currently Thursday, Thursday when we all... noon when uh, you guys met for lunch. Right, and I was Thursday afternoon at the end of school day. I harassed a small uh, child. Uh huh. Correct. You made him cry. I did. I well, how, I think that's how the audio has been. Yeah, you made him cry. He did cry. Oh. And and then and then he said thanks, Mister, and he went off. I was going to go buy his love. I think. Yes. Yeah, that was the plan. Yeah. Buy his, um, his ass. No, he needs a no. surrogate father figure. His dad died, so I figured he can just slide right in there. He sold the comic book that his dad <laughs> gave him, and yeah, no, no. Because you people have people. I've got a dog, which is one of the thing on the four things on my list here I wanted to work in in the near future because I, I haven't really worked my dog in yet. So I got to well, make. It doesn't help that you forgot your dog. But you told me like at issue two, your mind. <laughs> I, I had it in mind after then. But uh-huh, uh-huh. I need to work in the dog. It's just you know. Yeah. You know, Wayne would never forget his dog. No, he wouldn't. He's Wait, Wayne's girlfriend. Girlfriends with lady parts. But Wayne's found his true love with uh, Rick Moranis. Lester. Lester. <laughs> okay. It's like it's like Friday afternoon then. Correct. Okay. No, actually, I'm sorry. It's still Thursday afternoon. <laughs> so, I, Paul. I oh, Aaron. Remind us what you found when uh, you went back to the shop. When I went back to the shop, the serial numbers, I believe, were traced back to Rec Technology that was sold to a ri- – not a rival company, but one of our – I guess uh, – One of the companies that uh, contracts with you guys for, for various items. Yes. So that's what I determined from the serial numbers. And from the thumb drive, um, I unlocked some information about – a, uh, a partisan's diary that, at this point, no one knows exactly where the diary is, 
but I believe there was some translation on the thumb drive in some type of alien language that I could not decipher. Yeah, there was there was a file that is, you know, it's characters, you know, some kind of coded, symbolized characters. I, I use the term it looks alien just in that you're not familiar with it, not necessarily that it comes from outer space. But, uh, you know, it, it's all image-driven. Uh, you know, it doesn't use, you know, standard uh, uh, keys, you know, standard characters. So, Paul, Hair Trigger has, you know, reviewed this information and sees that, uh, you know, she's got the serial number showing that the gold-based technology was sold to Genadyne. And Genadyne, uh, uh, you know, is, you know, a, a genetic research company. Not really sure why they'd need cochlear implant technology at the genetic research company, but uh, there it is. And then you've got the information that you found out about Partisan's Journal, etc. Yes. And what time of the day is it at this point? Uh, it's about four in the afternoon. Oh, okay. I've got plenty of time. Now, if I remember correctly, we had a discussion last time about whether or not I had a specific contact at Genadyne. Yeah, you knew uh, some vice president or some such. No, I believe what it was is you knew who signed for the, the thing. That's right. I don't know if you established that you knew somebody over there. Yeah, I don't think we did either. No, okay. But yeah, I think at the like I recognized the name on the purchase order, but Correct. Um Well you know what I think I'm gonna do uh, a little bit of stealth work. Okay. I'm uh you know, I, I, I obviously know where Genodyne is. Um I know where the parts were shipped to from the shipping order. Correct. Um well I'm gonna put on my hair trigger gear i'm going to go in costume this time <laughs> smart girl oh <laughs> uh, you know plus it's black so you know that that'll help with the and very slimming know. yeah you know gotta show the girls off um <laughs> taking the girls out for a walk <laughs> so i think i'm gonna uh port over to the uh facility where we shipped the materials to um, now, the Genodyne Corporate Offices and Laboratory are right there in Rainsboro, uh, down there in the technology sector. Is there a portion of the building that you want to port into? Um, I think I'm going to probably port out back first mm -hmm. um, instead of directly inside the facility. So, no, I, obviously, a huge facility is not going to have a back door, but they probably have some type of loading bay or something. Absolutely. Like a port right outside of. Okay. So you, you uh, appear just behind the dumpster out there uh, by the loading docks where they throw all like, the empty boxes and crush it all down. Um, and you see the loading dock, and it's open, and you've got – there's guys in there you know, working with uh, you know, parcels and whatnot. Um. Are there any video cameras or anything like that, security cameras? <clears throat> yes, you do observe uh, the typical security camera setup, you know, which is capturing you know, images there in the uh, loading dock area. Is there a safe spot for me to port into that I could uh, – because at this – I mean, not being familiar with the inside of the facility, I probably just can't port right into the middle of the lab. I'd probably sure. have to feel my way around a little bit. Um, but is there a spot where I think I can port to that uh, would not be seen by these cameras? Okay, yeah, you uh, you absolutely see a uh, security camera, and you 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 feel you feel very confident that uh, uh, that you'll be able to you know outwit it that you found a blind spot. Okay, well I'm going to port over to that blind spot when the okay. security camera's not looking, mm -hmm. and uh, sneak my way in. You work your way in. And, you know, you're moving in behind some, uh, you know, crates and what all. And there's several guys back there, you know, working and, you know, yammering on, talking about, you know, the ball game tonight, talking about the Billy Joel concert, you know, just, you know, chit-chatting, guy talk. What you going to do? Do I see um, any signage or anything that would say where a laboratory might be? Um, no, but you do see a door that leads into the building proper. Okay. Um any type of security on that door? Uh, there is a keypad. There is a keypad. Now, is there a window in the door so I could see what's beyond that door? Uh, yeah, there's one of those little, you know, uh, side light kind of windows in it with the the little wire hash across it. Mm -hmm. And beyond that door, does it look relatively clear? 
or beyond uh, that window? When you when you look in the window, you just see a hallway, and there doesn't seem, seem to be any, anybody in that hallway. Okay, I'm just going to port over to the other side of the door then. Okay, you port onto the other side. You heading down the hallway? Yeah, I'm going to start heading down the hallway. Okay, you uh, you know, this is kind of the you know uh, administrative and uh, uh, bookkeeping type of area. Where they're, you know, doing it, where they, you know, maintain the inventory for whatever supplies is present. Um, you, you know, pass the door that is like the, you know, leads into the the uh, uh, machinery and you know, plumbing and all that kind of fun stuff for the building. Uh, you know, some of the apparatus for the for the elevators, and right around the corner from that is the actual uh, elevators there. And often, off down the hall, you see a security station beyond that that leads out towards the front doors. Hmm. Okay. But still, no signage that would tell me where anything would be. There is a, you know, a a uh, sign display. It's electronic. It is, you know, flat flat screen TV that scrolls hmm. the different floors and the departments on each floor. Okay. Um. Do I see anything about uh, l- laboratories, weapons development, anything like that? Nothing uh, quite so, uh, you know, uh, direct as weapons development, but you do see, you know, it's a it's a genetics company, so you know, you see, uh, yeah, you know, research lab one, research lab two, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, well, I think I'm going to check out uh, research lab one. What floor would that be on? Okay. Seventh floor. Seventh floor. All right. Well. Um, this sounds kind of uh, odd, but I figured there's security cameras in the elevators. That's a fair bet. So, um, can I see if there's an elevator on this floor? Like, is there one actually at the first floor? Like, like waiting there, a car waiting? Yes. Uh, yeah, there's, in fact, the, the eleva- elevator doors are open for it. Okay, well, I'm going to port to the on top of the elevator car. Okay. Um, well, no, that doesn't, yeah, I'm going to go with it. Okay. I've already said it. So, uh, and I'm assuming I could look up the elevator shaft and see, uh, like as it goes up to the seventh floor, the seven uh-huh. floors. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to, uh, make my way up the rope by actually teleporting up it. Teleporting up the rope? Yes. While holding on to it. Okay. <clears throat> it takes you a few moments to get up there. Mm-hmm. And so I reach the seventh floor. Uh, I see the door. Um, mm-hmm. I hate to do this blindly because I know this is going to burn me. Uh, but I, I'm going to pour it over to the other side of the seventh floor door. Okay. Why don't you roll me a ten and a six-sider? You're looking for an eight. Okay. A ten and a six-sider. Um, all right. Uh, can I ro- spend a Benny? <clears throat> Have you already rolled? Yeah, I got you a did. four. Yeah, you can spend a Benny. So now you're down to two. It's so anticlimactic when, uh, you know, we don't get to hear the dice roll. I know. Um, what am I looking for? An eight. I got a five. All right. One more Benny. Otherwise, I'll figure something else out. <laughs> 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 Ooh, wait. <clears throat> Excuse me. I got a D10 and a one on my D6. Um, so D10 explodes 16. Okay, so you appear on the other side, <clears throat> and you you, know, you appear whole. You're kind of crouched and ready, and you see that someone was you know in the uh, the little uh, elevator lobby area, but they had just walked around the corner, so they didn't see you. Oof. Yeah. All right. Uh, so looking around, what do I see? Um, you are in a little elevator lobby area. There are glass doors on either end of this lobby. So, you know, it, it opens up into this area uh, kind of unsecured, but there are security uh, keypads on either side of the glass doors. Hmm. But they're glass doors, so I can see what's on the other side of them. So I can port to the other sides of them? Uh-huh. Okay, I'm going to do that. Okay. So um, you you which one do you want, left or do you want right? <sighs> I'm going to go left. Okay, so um, you you port over there and you can hear voices coming. Okay, is there some place where I can duck behind? Yeah, there's uh, a row of cubicles. All right, um, 
I'm going to duck behind the row of cubicles. Okay. So you're, you you jump into this one cubicle, and it's got those uh, uh, lousy pony wall type of cubicles as opposed to the you know higher full walls you know so you can lean over and talk to the person in that cube um but you're you're crouched down you hear some people go walking by in the distance you hear happy birthday to you yeah happy birthday does the does the cube have a cat hanging off off a limb of a tree saying hang on till friday Exactly. <laughs> it does. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I snack a picture with my cell phone. No. Uh, <laughs> um. All right. Well, I'm going to. Well, while they're distracted, uh, is there some place where I could go to? Uh, is there anything intriguing? Well, um, you know, looking around, this is a, this is kind of a a larger open area with just cubes everywhere, and there's nobody in this area. You know, uh, but by the number of the voices that you heard, um, you know, so you, you suspect that they're all off having birthday cake, you know, down the hall. Um, the uh, you look around and you can see uh, secure doors uh, on the other side uh, across the little cubicle farm area uh, with little notes to say research lab one. OK, so hold on. Say that one more. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to gather the scene. The, the what's that research lab one? There, there is a door across the cubicle farm. Okay, so mm-hmm. opposite from where you are, and it's and a secured people. door on the wall, and it's uh, beside. You know, there's a keypad at the door and a little sign on the door that says research lab one. Okay. Um, now, is this when you say on the other side? Are there people in between us, or is this someplace I can get to easily? Uh, there is there is nobody between you you and that door because they're all off somewhere having birthday cake. Okay, well I'm going to head towards that door. Okay. Um, once again, asking if there's any glass in the door. Um, you 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 walk through the cubicle farm, mm-hmm. heading towards it, and uh, you hear voices coming. And so, you know, you, you pick up your pace a little bit and you get to the door. There is a little sidelight on the door again. And you can see the hallway beyond. All right. Uh, well, people are coming, so I don't really have time to run for it. I'm going to port over to the other side. Okay. So you, you port onto the other side of the door. And you on the other side of the door, it is a, it is a small little corridor with uh, lab jackets and whatnot on the walls, on both sides of the walls with, like, names over them, uh, you know, like little you know, cubby locker areas and, uh, another set of, of, uh, doors beyond that. Okay. Um, any of the lab jacket name tags, uh, have any girl names on them? Yeah. There's one that says Sylvia. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to put on Sylvia's jacket, uh, pop off my mask and put it in the pocket. Okay. And, uh, just, is there anything in the pockets? Uh, pens, pens, no type of security cards or anything like that. Um, right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, put on Sylvia's jacket and make my way towards, uh, the next door. All right. You open up the next door and coyote, what are you doing? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do have a plan. A plan. My plan my Just plan like a was, Cylon. Um, oh, that's right. Rick doesn't have the phone. Shit. He doesn't have the earbud phone, but he's got a burner phone. No, he doesn't. I do now. I got one from Lester a couple games ago. Oh well, I don't. I didn't. I didn't get the number. Shit. All right. Shit. I'm gonna go with Plan B. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna uh, head. Uh, I have an area where I, I kind of, I I de- like, I designate as kind of my spot to like commune, to get in touch with the Council of Elders. Uh huh. I need to talk to them. Okay. So that's what I'm gonna do. Like I, I'm assuming it's someplace a little bit out of town, but I only got like I don't know three or four hours to dick around, Aaron. So if it's too far out of town, I'm not gonna do it. Well, what a, uh, you're looking for a quiet place, right? A natural place. Yeah. Okay, so maybe you know just on the other side of the, uh, you know maybe one of the the wooded areas along the river. Okay. Okay. So maybe not too far away, maybe like 45 minutes out of town or, you know. 
Well, I'll bird it, so I'm, I'll, I'll do it as the crow flies. So I'm not okay. going to worry about you. There much. you go. All right. So that's what I'm doing, Aaron. I'm going, okay. to, I'm going to my happy place okay. to get yelled at by a bunch of old Indian men. Okay. So you have you, – you, did you go straight there from the deli? No, I got to stop at home and get my gear. Okay. So uh, you, you yeah. went and got your gear, and now it's around you know 4 o'clock or so, and you have oh, arrived shit. at your, your wooded place. All right. Well, then I don't have time to fuck around, so I'm gonna I'm gonna concentrate real hard on being calm, so that I can. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that always place. works. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I'll do the little ritual that you know usually accompanies me meditating, and uh, you know. You, I managed to calm yourself right away, and uh, you know, you get right on into it. And so, you know, the, the woods, the, the lighting in the woods changes, you know, it, it, the, it's almost like this, this batch of, of mist has rolled in off the river and the, it's the, the way the light is filtering through it gives that real, you know, um, sort of unreal feel to it. And, uh, you're suddenly amidst a bunch of men. And so the young one has joined us. The ignorant one, you mean. Uh, elders, I have a, I have a, I have a question that I, I seek your wisdom on. Speak. If a, if a great man, it leaves the, the, the material world, and travels to the spirit world, would you notice it here? If he is truly great. I, uh, I speak of a man that um, did many great good things in life. That passed away recently. I look to find if his spirit has passed on from this world. And who is this person you seek? The name that he he went by was Partisan. There's uh, a lot of chattering amongst the uh, the elders. You know, there's about a dozen of these guys here, and uh, you know, there's about uh, rhubarb, 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 and uh, <laughs> one turns and he says. The hero. Yes, he was the he was the great hero of the of the area that our tribe now calls home. He is known to us. Okay. <laughs> then, then, um, if I may ask, elders, is has he passed from this world, or can you tell me the steps I would need to take to find out the answer to that question? We can tell you that he is no longer living amongst your kind. He no longer walks among the living. Another one, sa- another one says, The heavens roared the day he died. Yes, um, if I may ask, what did you see on this plane? On, in, this, in this world, in this light, on that day? Hello? They, they, they're all very quiet. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then so, I actually say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We saw horrible violence. Uh, the 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 material, the primal world doesn't know what what caused this death. Do you have any clues from your vantage point, at great elders? We know that the evil that struck him down is old by your standards. Is this an evil that any of you know better from your time on that plane? No. This is not something we have encountered. Oh, that is that that is more that is more wisdom than I had before I came here. So thank you very much. You're welcome. Pocket square. <sighs> There's actually some tittering amongst the elders. <laughs> I just shake my head and kind of walk down the path to try to get back to where I was. You get back. It's now after five. I gotta fly, and then I turn to a bird. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ricochet. If I can compose myself from the pocket square comment. <laughs> okay, Aaron. Yes. I uh, basically after the after the dinner, I I am heading over Shh, to after, after the lunch, I'm heading over to Jimmy's Tailor Shop, okay. the uh, the guy that usually you know does my costumes. Okay. And uh, basically, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk in over there and you know, hey Jimmy. You walk in now. Your arm is still floppy at this point. 
Yeah. Carl, how you doing? Uh, well, did you watch the news? Nah, I don't watch the news. Nothing but crap on. You, you didn't see that fight with Honey Badger? Nah, I don't get into the reality TV. Um, I'm going to need a, a replacement suit. Oh, what, you spill something on yours? No, I got beat up by Honey Badger. So you got beat up by a honey bear? A honey badger. Well, that doesn't sound very ferocious. Did I get beat up by a little girl? No. I mean, is, he, it, is a badger just sweet? No, he he was big and he just didn't care. All right. Well, what do you need? You need a new co- you need a new uh, outfit? Yeah, just the just the usual. You, okay. I was hoping you'd have one in, in spare and back. I do. I got one in the trunk. Be right back. He steps into the back. You look around. You know, he's got you know all of his uh, usual finery out here. And uh, he returns a few moments later. It's all boxed up and ready to go. He hands it to you. I, I, I open it up. I start to look at it. I, uh, I, I hold it up and I'm looking at the back of it. Tchotchkes? New Delhi Deli? There's an ad on here for your shop, Jimmy. What do you mean? Are you, are you making me your walking billboard? Well, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> you know, brother's got to make a buck. There's so much stuff on here. Well, you know, I, there's, uh, you know, Al's Convenience Store, and, uh, you know, he gives me free beer. You know, it, it's free. I guess I can't really ask for much more, but do you have any idea how much the other guys are going to make fun of me for this? Oh, I have ah, guys now. It'll be fine. But, you know, let me know if they need help with their costumes. <laughs> I think they'd probably pay to not have the ads. Ah. It's, it builds character. You look like you look like a, a racetrack guy, you know. You look All like right. that uh, Dale Earnhardt, you know. Not so much the dead guy, but you know before that. <laughs> uh, all right, Jimmy. Th- thanks. I-, I think. Anytime. New Delhi Delhi. <laughs> <laughs> I wrap it back up in the box and head out. Okay, Andrew. Yes, sir. What's up? Not much, buddy. What's going on? Oh, nothing much. Okay. What's, uh, what's uh, Dr. Necropath up to? Well, you know, when we last saw Dr. Necropath, he and Lucky Louie were headed off to smooth things off at the comic book shop, pay his okay. debt to society, and ma- maybe get an ice cream. Okay. So at the comic book store, Buddy is working the counter. And uh, you present to him the circumstances. Sure. Tell tell me the comic store is named El Camino Comics. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty funny. <sighs> you uh, you come in and you know you share with him the story and he's like, so let me get this straight. He stole the book, and now you're here to pay for it. Uh, that is a good summation of the situation. Yes, sir. Seventy two ninety five. No problem, sir. I'll I'll pay him in cash. Okay. You pay him in cash, he puts the money in the register, he hands you the receipt, and he looks down at the kid, and he says, you are banned from this store. And the kid's like, what? You are banned from the store. You're not allowed to come in here anymore. I don't sell to cheats, and I don't sell to, to thieves. Get out. And the kid looks up at you like, you know, are you going to make this right? Oh, I'll look at the comic Nazi and look down at little Louie. Look back up at the comic Nazi. Be like, uh, sir, is there, isn't there some sort of arrangement we could come to, perhaps, for the child to pay for his uh, deeds through some sort of service, perhaps, free labor to help oh, earn like, his like way back in? Like I want the in. little crook here working in my shop. No, you get your little crook self out of here before I call the police. So, so, buddy, you're saying you've never made a mistake when you were a kid growing up? I'm saying that I never stole from a comic shop before. Ooh, ooh. Did he? Does he think of something he did steal when he says that? <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> what was it? He stole pornography when he was a boy. I'll say, sir. You know, I admit that uh, perhaps, perhaps you never did steal comics, and and com- stealing comic is wrong and bad, and and I think Louis needs to be punished for it. But. You know, it's not like he went and stole porn from somewhere either. I'll give him a knowing look as I say that. 
he uh, blinks at you for a moment, and uh, he uh, takes a big swallow and uh, looks looks around from side to side, blushes a little bit, and he says, uh, "Yeah, okay, that's fair. Okay, I tell you what, kid. So perhaps you, yes, I tell you what, kid. You get here on Tuesday afternoons after school." And you can help me unload boxes. We'll call it squares. I'll look at Louie and say, that sounds fair, doesn't it, Louie? Yeah, yeah, that, that, sounds, that sounds good. Yeah, I can do that. All right. I'll, uh, I'll give Buddy my uh, burn phone number. It's like, uh-huh. you know, and if you have any trouble, if he's not putting in a full day's work, just give me a call. Thanks, man. I'll do that. Or if he gets up to any other hijinks or, or malfeasance. Uh, Criminal hijinks. Exactly. We'll we'll take care of it. He nods. Okay. And uh, can I get that new issue of Amazing Spider-Man for myself? Oh, I'm sorry. They're sold out. Oh, it hurts so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not my li- I'm trying not to my real life rage come into the game here. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, well, all right. how about how about uh, uh, Darkwing Duck? Nobody likes Darkwing Duck. Oh, I'm sorry. The last one we have was on the pool list, and you know it's being held for a guy. Sorry. Okay, I'm I'm going to walk out before my real life anger gets the best of me. <laughs> <sighs> all right, so we'll walk out. Um, you know, I'll chit chat Louie and walk him home. Maybe, uh, you know, okay. try to, you know, he's obviously lost a father figure. I'm gonna. Not be overt about it, but try to you know fill that role somewhat as a surrogate, since he obviously is in need of uh, of that. I gotcha. Um, so you you drop him off by the house, and he becomes a lot more at ease with you over the time that that you guys spend together. You know, he's not quite so guarded. You know, seems genuinely appreciative of of what you've done for him, and uh, he goes bouncing off up the stairs into his house. Ah, it feels good. Hold on a second. Oh, yeah, that's good. Okay. Uh, I do have a hero-related thing I want to get into. Yes, sir. Uh, I want to break out one of my things, my four-point list here. I want to break out my detective skills. Okay. My investigation, my my streetwise. I'm going to, uh, you know, throw on... Uh, you know, just a, a windbreaker, you know, pull down a cavalry hat's little baseball hat over my eyes. I'm going to start looking around in the types of seedy places that I'm familiar with where I might be able to get a bead on Landmine, the, the Ninja Brothers, and uh, Fire Girl. Okay. Um, roll me your Streetwise. And uh, you're going to need a seven or better. Ooh. All right. Which means you've got to you got to you know roll a six on one of those dice. Yes, sir. So you can get the re-roll. That's uh, a five and a one. You have uh, two more bennies. Sure do. Want to spend one of those? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to make this uh, detective angle work. So yeah, let's try try another shot at it. Okay. It's like an eighty percent chance. And there's a six. There you go. And another six. Ooh. And a three. That'd be uh fifteen. Now it's taken you, you know, you 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 met Louie and took him to the comic shop. So it's around six thirty, you know, uh yeah. before you 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 chase down your lead. And there is a fella named Jameson Gambini who uh, arranges, you know, uh, talent for people. And the word that you have is that he was the last guy to handle landmine. Do uh, any of my sourcing ideas where he may, his, his frequent haunts are, where he, where he you know, kind of has a shop? Yeah, he, hang, he hangs out at a bar, uh, often down in the hood, known as... Uh, uh, Kirk's place. I'm sorry. What was that? Kirk's place, or just Kirk's, Kirk's. place? Yeah. Okay. Got it. Now, uh, based on my knowledge, is this a pretty rough spot? 
you know, it is certainly in the, you know, it, it's a hangout for the Italian mafia. Um, the, uh, uh, you know, while it has a, a certainly Anglo sounding name, it is deep, deep, deep in uh, the little Italy uh, portion of the uh, neighborhood. Um, so the minute you're on the street, you know, there are eyes on you. So it, it's fairly rough. All right. Uh, but would you my know, insti- would my instincts warn me not to go down there by myself? Well, I wouldn't warn you to go down there if you were just going down to, you know, get a drink or to have, you know, you know some 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 good, uh, you know, uh, spaghetti and sauce. Not a safer place in town, you know, because they police their own streets, if you know what I mean. Whatever you do, don't wear a red shirt in there, though. <laughs> but uh, the, you know, again, the it's very much that old style of gangster neighborhood where the gangsters are royalty and, uh, you know, the crime doesn't happen here. You know, that happens right. in other people's neighborhoods. There I are no you. drugs sold in this neighborhood. Uh, that happens in other people's neighborhoods. All right, I'm going so to. So, like uh, I said, if you're just going for a drink, you'd be fine. If you're going to start some shit, you're going to have a problem. Right. I'm going to go hit the uh, ATM. Okay. Uh, take out a sizable ch- chunk of cash. Uh, I might actually you, have to hit a couple. You usually have cameras at the ATM, so if you're gonna if you're gonna break it, you need to wear something a little more disguising. No, I was gonna use I was gonna use this card I have that I can put oh. in and punch <laughs> punch dollars. <laughs> Anybody can do that. <laughs> um, See, you yeah, really got to go on a shopping spree with uh, the coyote sometimes. Yeah, you know? I need to I need to learn about the coyote layaway plan. <laughs> uh, no, I'm gonna hit a couple ATMs to get a, a sizable sum of cash uh, on me, and then I'm gonna head down to Kirk's. Okay. So um, you've got a, a, a pocket full of dollars, and uh, you head on down to Kirk's. Like like two Gs. Okay. Okay. So uh, you, you, you are there at Kirk's. It's now a little bit after seven, and uh, you know, the place is already filling up. I mean, it's, it's early for a bar, but uh, you know, the place is already filling up with uh, you know, a lot of fellas. Uh, I'll sidle up to the bar, order myself uh, Manhattan. Okay. And uh, you know when the when the when the bartender comes back to serve my drink, I'll you know, I'll leave him a uh, slide him a twenty, and uh, ask him if uh, uh, you know I always forgot Jason, give me Italian last name guy. What, um, he, what, but, uh, what, what was his last name? Jameson Gambini. Jameson, I'm gonna write that down. We'll see. Jameson Gambini. Yeah. So I'll ask him if he's uh. So he'll slide you know slip him a twenty. He, He's he's taking your drink order and he need, he asks uh, so you know you want that shaken you want that over ice, uh, shaken. Okay, cherry. Do you want a cherry? Well, yeah, it's a Manhattan. Just asking some some of you guys you don't like your cherries. Just no, I like I like I like me a little bitters I like me a cherry. Yeah. And and of course I want the I want some top shelf uh, bourbon. I I'll watch to see what uh what bottle he grabs. I don't want this well crap. He uh he pours you uh some Knob Creek in there with your uh you know your, your sweet vermouth and your bitters. Gives you yep. a little shake action, puts it in a nice little martini glass, slides it down to you on a napkin. <sighs> nice. With so two slide on this. He gave you two cherries on that toothpick. <laughs> So this place is, is pretty crowded, you say? Yeah, it's getting there. It's getting there. Right. And, you know, clearly cigar-friendly. Well, that's okay. But I'm starting to get this piercing pain in the back of my skull from having all these people around me. That is cool. So I don't want to spend a lot of time dancing around it. So I'll slide him a, a good bit of money for the drink okay. and then ask him uh, uh, if Jameson uh, is around tonight. I haven't seen Jimmy tonight. I haven't seen Jimmy tonight, but, you know, he's usually in here by about eight or so. I'll, I'll kind of nod to him and, and uh, you know, start start drinking my drink, you know, watching the scenery. Okay. Um, you know, lots of girls in here, you know, certainly uh, many of them, you know, of questionable age. You know, are they really 21? Are they really old enough to be in here? 
but uh, you know, a lot of talking, a lot of guys in suits, you know, uh, smoking cigars, laughing loud, you know, drinking their scotch, and fellasidals uh, uh, up next. Yeah, hey, I haven't seen you around here before. Who are you? And you just you know, you can just feel his thoughts. Uh, you know, he's just friendly and drunk. Just a I'll, little uh, bit much. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna start. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll nod politely and shake his hand and tell him my name's. Uh, uh, let's say my name's Lester, and uh, uh, you know, just just chit chat with him. But really, I just want to kind of get away from all these people. But I'm trying, trying to hold on till eight. Okay, um, it's growing closer to eight, and uh, Andrew. Yes, sir. I am offering you a Benny. You're feeling rather on edge. You're feeling almost short-tempered. Is this? Are you looking for me to start an altercation, or do you want me to barge out of here? No, no. I'm just saying uh, this is. I, I, if if you feel that way, there's a Benny in it for you. Okay. Yeah, I'm getting yeah. short-tempered. I'm getting kind of pissed off. Cranky. All these people around me are yeah. are yeah. My head just, is just pounding. Yeah. Yeah. Edgy. The whole bit. Yep. So. Uh, your your third Manhattan arrives in front of you, and uh, the bartender nods towards the door. Your friend's here. I'll look up and uh, see who he's referring to. You see a uh, a man, uh, nice black suit, wearing a uh, a dark red shirt under it, no tie, uh, open at the collar. He is slimly built, bald. Big ass cigar in his mouth, and uh, he's got uh, two other younger men with him. He's probably in his forties, and he comes in and he's you know laughing at a couple of guys and moving to a corner booth. I will uh, wander, I'll, you know, I'll wait for him to, to take his seat, and then I'll uh, uh, pick up my drink and, and uh, head over to where he's sitting once he's settled down. Okay. You get over there, and there's a couple of folks that have joined him over there, standing close, talking to him. He's, he's got that look like he's holding court, you know, that people are coming over and, you know, uh, being courteous to him and, sh- you know, showing respect. And, you know, you notice that one of the guys who came in is standing off towards the edge of the booth, and the other guy is sitting opposite of him. And, you know, both of the two guys that came in with him are just kind of watching around, right. watching the crowd. Yep. But, you know, and he's talking to other folks and, as you come up. Uh, you know, I'm not going to intrude if he's in the middle of conversation. Uh, no, actually, yes. Yes, I am. I'm short-tempered and irritable. I'm going to intrude. <laughs> I'm going to wander up towards the goons. I'm not, uh-huh. obviously, trying to look aggressive, like about to pull a gun and, and gun the guy down. But uh-huh. I'm going to move towards them with purposes if I'm, I'm heading there to talk to this gentleman. Okay. Jimmy looks up at you. Um, can I help you? And you see one of the guys standing kind of – he's got his hand close to the inside of his jacket. Sure. Uh, I will, by the way, take a free access point to activate my reflexive telekinesis. (laughs) Ding! (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) uh, I'm going to look down at Jimmy and say, uh, Mr. Gambini, uh, I was hoping you may uh, be able to provide me some information uh, well, you know, I can tell you how to get to uh, Ringer's Arena. You know, there's going to be a big concert there tomorrow night. Oh, yeah, I know. Billy Joel, you going to be there? Well, you know, Billy Joel's not my thing, but, uh, you know, I understand it's going to be quite a show. That's true. It's true. You know, you know, do you think it'll be as big a show as uh, Parsons Funeral was last week? <sighs> he kind of, he, he, you know, he seems disgusted. That just seems disrespectful, man. I I thought it was a uh, pretty disrespectful for those guys to wander in and start blowing the place up, and you know I think anyone associated with those guys should feel pretty bad about it. I would agree with you. That was that was shameful. That should never have happened in this town. So, you know, let's say a a general guy around town like myself might be looking to uh, correct crack the correct the manners of those who barged in and disrupted that funeral. Would you perhaps know anyone who might be able to help me find where those gentlemen are located? How would I know? I, you know, I know you're a guy. You know a lot of people. You know a lot of things. 
Well, that's true. But, uh, you know, I don't have anything. I don't know anything about uh, what happened there except that pocket square guy was there. That pocket square guy, he is awesome. I, I know. I know. He, he's going to take the part town by a storm. But I know you, sir, would have never anything to do with this, obviously. You're a man of integrity and respect. But I need to find the people who are responsible for it. I, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, you know, I don't know who to, I mean, we've talked to the police. Oh, yeah, they're clueless. I mean, I, I came to talk to a real man in town. That's why I came to talk to yourself. He kind of gives you a little side smile, you know, appreciating the, uh, <laughs> the the compliment. Well, you know, I might know a guy. I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of, uh, you know, kind of you know, long odds, but I know a guy. I might be able to help, I might be able to help you out, but I mean, I don't know who you are. Who the hell are you? I'm going to uh, take an envelope out of my pocket. Uh-huh. Slowly. <laughs> take an envelope out of my pocket. Blam, blam, blam. It's got a, a grand in it, and uh-huh. I'm just going to hand over to him and say, you know, I'd, I'd really appreciate any any help you could give me. I'm just a honest, hardworking citizen of Rainsboro who uh, is outraged by what happened at the funeral. He nods, kind of gives you the, the up-down. Is a ha- it discreetly slides the envelope uh, into his lap. Uh, I'm sorry, do you have a phone number? Yeah, I will uh, slide on my uh, burn phone number. Okay. It's like, uh, you might want to check your voicemail in a couple hours. There might be a little message there for you. I, I appreciate it, sir. You have, a, you have a fine night. You too. I'll turn around and kind of push my way out of there. Okay. Yeah, I thought we were going to have some fight there for a moment. <laughs> oh, okay. if, he'd, if, he, if he'd stonewalled me, there would have been. <laughs> okay. Um... Da, da, da. Um, Paul, I think I've hit everybody. We're back to Paul. Yep. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Top of the order. All right, Paul. Mm-hmm. You open up the door, and you see a large genetics laboratory, and uh, there are there are scientists, scientist type people, uh, all in their life. You know, they're scientists because they're wearing lab coats. Really, nobody else can wear a lab coat. This is true. Um, you know, so they have to be scientists. And uh, you have various people working at different stations and what all. Okay. Um, do I see anything off visual, you know, just, you know, from first glance that resembles any of the material that, uh, or, you know, any of the, the stuff that I saw? Like um, gold-based technology? Or yeah, are you talking any- about... Uh, well, yeah. I'm, I'm talking is there a pain about... motivator laying on the table? Yeah, essentially, <laughs> is there? Uh, no. Uh, what you do see are, are you know, several computer workstations. You see, you know, a lot of of uh, digital imaging scanners and whatnot. Um, there is a across the lab. There is a glass uh, window looking into a biohazard area. Um, you know, there's big biohazard signs, you know, and so it's that, that big, you know, triple thick glass with uh, uh, you can see the, the vault door uh, moving into the the clean room and then into the, the lab itself. Mm. But so I can see into the biohazard lab, though. Correct. But you said, yeah. um, and you can see guys we- in the pressure suits working around and handling, you know, various items. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of walk around, try to be inconspicuous and see some of what they're working on. Now, when you're being inconspicuous, does that mean that you're kind of hunched over hiding behind desks as you're going by, or are you just whistling nonchalantly as you walk along? More of the second one without the whistle. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, you're trying not to appear, uh, noticeable. Yes. Okay. So tell me again what you're trying to find. I'm just trying to see what everyone's working on, trying to see if there's any gold-based technology being used. Uh, you know, there's a it being a genetics lab, you can see, you know, they're they're, you know, looks like maybe they're chronicling a genetic strand, you know, a DNA strand. Doesn't really explain why they are why there's a a biohazard containment area here. Uh, you know, and it it lists biohazard level 4. Wow. Okay. Um Now, obviously, now, are there any, 
How many people are in this lab? There are eight people in the lab. Okay. Um, does anybody look kind of new, fresh, interny? Uh, looking for someone like particularly young. Yeah, someone particularly young, you know, gullible. <laughs> so someone like much like yourself. Yes, I'm looking for someone, <laughs> someone who I could, you know, I could unzip a little bit, show a little cleavage, and have a little conversation with. Okay, um, you do see a uh, young man uh, working over at one of the work tables, and. You're first drawn to him because you can just see just stacks and stacks of, of notebooks, three ring binders, right? Mm-hmm. And you know he's sitting on a stool, you know, with one of these binders open. And he's in there making notes and whatnot. Um, he's wearing a white lab jacket as well, but it just seems rather young. Seems about your age. Okay. Well, I'm gonna head on over there. Okay. Like I said, unzip a little bit. You know, show a little bit of cleave as I walk over. Okay. Um, what's his name? Um, his name badge says Brian. Hey, Brian. He looks up. Hello. My name's Sylvia. He looks over I'm- the the top of his glasses at you. Curly red hair, you know, just you know, has that uh, new person smell about him. He is quite fresh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to uh, to lean over a little bit uh-huh. and extend my hand. Are you showing him the girls? Is that what you're doing? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, okay. Extend my hand. Nice to meet you. You notice that his eyes linger there just a moment before he looks up to you. He smiles and extends his hand back, shakes your hand. Not much of a handshake there. Eh, it's a little yeah. limp. Uh, not surprised. I'm uh, I'm Sylvia from uh, R&D. And, uh, you know, I, I heard that you guys may be working on a project that seems to overlap a lot with mine. What's going on over in that biohazard containment area? He says, oh, you know, they're just uh, taking a look at some uh, genetic material. I'm not really sure uh, uh, what it is. We've been, you know, chronicling the genetic material for, you know, a couple of days now. But, uh, you know, just working on that. You know, they don't really tell me anything. Genetic material? They sent me some genetic material, too. You don't know where this came from, huh? No, but, you know, I... I just I'm you know journaling so uh, they really don't tell me much. I'm sure it'll show up in the notes one of these days and then I'll know. But they don't talk to me. Hmm. Uh, is there anybody I can I can chat with about it? Sure, you can talk to uh, the supervisor. He, he points across the room. And uh, what does supervisor look like? Oh, he is a uh, uh, large African American fellow and uh, white in his hair. You know, graying well, uh, at the temples kind of thing. Brian, nice meeting you. Give me Good. a call sometime. Call and, uh, I walk what's away. your extension? It's, I'll find her, Sylvia. I love you, Sylvia. <laughs> <laughs> he immediately begins jotting down poetry for her. Um, <laughs> um, you walk over and uh, you see the uh, the you're walking towards the fellow that he mentioned. Okay. Okay. And, uh, yes, yes, just, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, his name badge reads Nelson. Nelson. Does he see me coming? Do I notice any, uh, looking at the cleavage he, that I've got showing on? He just looks up as you're approaching, but he doesn't really take any of those long lingering looks like you're used to seeing. You know, like the coyote does. Gotcha. Or well, I'm going to stand up a little straight. I mean, I'm going to perk them up a little bit, but I'm going to stand up straight. I'm not going to... And I'm going to be professional here. Uh-huh. I'm going to be like, uh, good afternoon, Nelson. He looks up. Afternoon. He kind of, he looks up, he sees your, your face and kind of looks down at your name badge, then back to you. I'm, uh, I'm Sylvia from R&D. I he thought nods. I would, uh, I'm sorry? He nods. I was uh, just talking to Brian and uh, he was saying you guys are doing some, some operations on some genetic material, and they sent some my way, too. Do you have any idea where this came from? Because I'm missing some pages from the notes they sent me. You, you don't have uh, complete notes on that? No, they, uh, I don't know who sent the stuff to me, but it's missing, like, half of the notes. It jumps from page one to, like, page 57. God damn it. 
he get, gets up and walks over to a shelf, pulls off one of those three ring binders, you know, similar to what Brian was working on, hands it to you. And he says, would you tell your people up there to get their shit together? I am sick of this shit. You know what? You and me both. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to go have a talk with them right now. Thank you for this. I really Please appreciate do. it. You tell them to give me a call if they got a problem with it. I will. Thank you, Nelson. OK, it's nice to know that someone knows their crap around here. Damn straight. And he sits back down to work typing on his uh, computer. All right. I'm going to um, I'm going to leave the area. Okay. Uh, I don't want to push my luck. I think I'm going to head towards a restroom if I could. Okay. So you exit the lab mm-hmm. and uh, you move, you, you head into the ladies room with your reading material. Yes. And uh, I'm going to start glancing through the reading material and in, th- in one of the stalls, see if I can see any information. Okay, so you're you're uh, flipping pages, mm-hmm. and you know, flip, 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 and you know it's it's documenting the uh, genetic material that they've recently come into possession of as, as recently as this week. Um, there is the source material is identified by a a code. You know, and it's J835B um, as the source, and it's a source uh, uh, lot, I should say, um, and just documents, you know, how unique the material is, uh, speculates on point of origin, uh, doesn't seem to match up with uh, any other type of, of genetic material thus far with which anyone is familiar. So it. it- just list this J835B material, but it doesn't say where they got it or anything that like that. It doesn't, it doesn't give you any of the background other than you know it was logged into the system on this date. That uh, um, you know be, they're they're trying to you know it's kind of like that human genome project. Where right now they're just trying to log all the genetic sequences in it. Okay. Do I see any mention of a rec technology or the uh, pain modifying? Uh, technology in anywhere in those notes none um so you're you're continuing to look through and tell me what you're looking for again well i was just seeing if there was any mention of direct technology but at this point since you said no i'm also going to look and see who uh logged the initial receipt of the information of the genetic material um the lot number was uh logged by lawrence specter suddenly you look up because someone has opened the door to your stall oh and you look up, and there is a woman standing there, and it takes you a second to realize that you know her, just as uh, you are hit full on in the face with a ball of fire. Balls. <laughs> I say as I pass out, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And, and everything goes That's dark. That's hot. And everything goes dark. Okay. Um, the coyote. Jeremiah is at the ball game. Uh-huh. And uh, you're with Devin and Pete. With Devin and Pete, and you've got uh-huh. that empty fourth seat. And you know it's about eight fifteen. Ball game started at what seven thirty. Uh-huh. Uh, you haven't had a phone call from Betty. Well, I'm thinking to myself, she kind of thinks I'm a dickhole, so maybe she just said yes just to fuck with me. I'm like, hey, you know what, hey, Pete, you and Devin, I'm gonna, I gotta, I gotta go. Like maybe the hottie doesn't know where the stadium is or something. I'm gonna I'm gonna give her a call, but I'm gonna get up so I don't bother you guys. Okay. 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 We'll keep your seat warm. Bring us beer. Yeah, yeah. Do it, you pussy. Bring us beer. Well, I'm not bringing Devin beer, jackass. Devin's thirsty, and it's time to put some hair on his balls. (laughs) Pete. We're gonna get you a hooker later, kid. Don't worry. Excellent. Awesome. Just watch the baseball game. I walk up the stairs, kind of, kind of to where the concession stands are a little bit. Uh-huh. I, uh huh. I, I, I use the the gold com thingy. Uh huh. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to reach her. Just rings and rings. Shit. Well, that's not unexpected. I say. <laughs> Hi, I'm Paul Aponte. 
I play fan-favorite superhero Hair Trigger on Ideology of Madness's Knights of Rainsborough. This week's episode highlighted the dangers inherent in going to the bathroom. Whether it's slip hazards, tub drownings, or crazed bi-curious supervillains in red leather, the bathroom can be a dangerous place. Statistics show that the bathroom is the most dangerous room in the house. In fact, 70% of home injuries occur in the bathroom. That's why I always take my six shooters with me to the toilet. Bang, bang! Shoot the son of a bitch before he shoots you. That's my motto. Thanks for listening. Knights of Rainsboro is a production of IdeologyofMadness.com. Intro music generously provided by Derek Kane. For more information about Derek and his music, visit PenMachine.com. Outro music is provided courtesy of Dan Kelso. You can find these and other great pod-safe tunes at MusicAlley.com. All goat sex involved in the production of this podcast was purely consensual.